Oh, what's up, everyone? I'm still feeling a little nauseous after watching the match this weekend between Orange County and New Mexico, thanks to some wonderfully crappy camera work by the team out there producing the match. I don't know if it's New Mexico people or just the uh, the league-sponsored people or whatever, but uh, we're here to talk about the match. Hopefully none of y'all got sick. Uh, welcome to the Podcast of Champions. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. The first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black SoccerCast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm here to take you through this wonderful journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. And while going through it, try not to get sick as we watch the highlights. Uh, let me bring on first and foremost the man that's been here since day one, and he's in that blue Orange County SC jersey, but the one without the star, he's missing a star, Dylan. Dylan, how are we doing, my man? Doing well. I'm glad glad to be back. And if there's anyone walking behind me in this week's episode, please call some paranormal people because that shouldn't be happening. Um, let's head on down south. Maybe uh, Alan can do a, a a good enough interpretation of that song so we don't get any kind of copyright violations but it'll sound like it go for it uh, well that song is actually a copyright violation in and of itself of another uh, song <laughs> of another song uh that is huey lewis and the news new drug uh ray i would contend that dylan does not need a star because he is the star uh there you go thanks uh, Alan. Star. Yeah. dylan is the star of the show Dylan, Dylan is Dylan is uh, at least a star, right? So he's like he's the star on his on his crest. So, uh, no, I will not sing a new drug or Ghostbusters theme song uh, for you. Sorry. How you how how are you? I, and I didn't even get to ask Dylan this. Dylan, did you get nauseous at all watching that New Mexico uh, Orange County match in the stream on ESPN Plus or Valley so Sports? I I had to rewatch it. I did not watch it on Valley Sports. Um, I I feel like it was worse two years ago. But so they've gotten better, is what you're saying? Yeah, but it's like one. It's a baseball stadium, and it's a little bit like watching a Vegas match. So more to what come. You, on what that. did you think, Alan? Did did you get a, a sick at all watching any part of this match? And um, is it better than what you remember from the past? Um, I took some Dramamine and did one of the, like, those pressure point things, so I was fine. Um, I, I don't know if it was better or worse. I haven't watched New Mexico in a while, uh, in New Mexico. I think the last time I watched it was against El Paso. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, if I listened to most more of it than I watched, um, because of it. So it was almost like watching it on radio and then checking in for big plays and then rewinding if I missed something. Well, let's see, uh, if the other member of our crew here, uh, up in Reno, Brad. Um, did, how did you do? How did you deal with that camera work? I, I mean, I'm just going to say right now, this is probably going to be our first main topic here before we even get to the match. Uh, there were quite a few moments where the ball is off screen. Uh, I, I feel like, I, I feel like it was sort of comparable to our camera work when we did the preseason streams uh, last season. Uh, is what it sort of looked like. What are your thoughts, Brad? Or, and how are you doing, by the way, with your Malort? Well, first, let me just say. Uh... I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, let me just say Alan's comment about Dylan being a star has me clutching a bottle of Malort. Um, definitely thinking about drinking some. Um, no, the I didn't actually get to watch most of the game. Um, you got too sick. You were. You, I it got you too sick in watching to it, right? Most of the game. I was. 
No, I was actually out and about for a lot of the day. I thought, you know, for some strange reason, our game wouldn't be the first game on in the uh, in the Saturday slate of games, and therefore uh, we wouldn't be. Uh, uh, could go get my bottle of mellow corn. That made total sense, right, Dylan? Russell made a comment. Russell made a comment. <laughs> Dylan's face is showing what's going on there. I think I this think is, this is where our producer here. Andy. This is where our producer Andy there. Yep, there's that good old Lord Reno internet going corn on, uh, that we have up there getting some frozen stuff, blurry frozen pictures of oh. Brad. If you're watching the live stream, well, let's jump into this really quick. Let's talk about this match. But hey, I'm I'm going to start off with this complaint because uh, this is one thing that's going to hold back the USL from becoming like I guess what you would consider a legit television. Um, sport when you have issues and it doesn't just happen with New Mexico. We've seen it multiple times, even some, sometimes on the orange County streams, you see some of the uh, orange County home matches. You see it, but camera works an issue sometimes. Uh, and, and I want to say, um, and, and I get it. It's a New Mexico home feed. So probably there's some control from New Mexico on what's going on, but I want to say there was probably like four or five moments in the first half of this match where they did a, really long uh shot of one of the coaches on the sideline and all of a sudden you hear the crowd getting excited but we can't tell what's going on because we're staring at one of the coaches out on the pitch uh and then also again like i said moments where the ball is off pitch the cameraman doesn't know where the ball was so he's instead of just sitting still and waiting to see the ball he starts zooming around uh the screen trying to find where that ball is uh, and, and then you know again moments where uh I don't know. It was weird. And I get it. I think Dylan said it's a baseball stadium, so you're going to have issues with it. But uh, is do you guys have any concerns with uh, camera work like that? Not just in New Mexico, but again, we've seen it elsewhere. And does that sort of um, hurt the USL and their image when it comes to trying to promote itself? Dylan? No, it's not. This isn't a league that image matters. Um, this isn't the Prem. So it doesn't matter. Anytime you are going to let teams play in baseball stadiums or in football stadiums it, then you don't you don't get to complain like that's the fact of the matter is that the usl is happy to be in this weird quasi development league situation thing where you've got up-and-coming youngsters and you've got like movement through the ranks of the usl that they can they can track and, and be proud of there and they're banking on people recognizing the USL as, oh, that's where Ronaldo Damas is from. Oh, that's where Forrest Lasso is from. Oh, that is where, in an ideal world, Aiden Quinn is from. Um, not in. And not actually tuning in and watching every game because it's, you know. It's I think um, the most 10,676, which was the attendance. Sure. Um, can you hear me? Sorry, you cut out there briefly again, you, can Brad. You mean so, the yeah, the important forth. number is ten thousand six hundred and seventy six, which was the attendance of the match. Um, I could league cares more about instead of the camera angles right now because that's how most of these teams get their ticket revenue and their uh, overall revenue. And the league wants to be successful, so however we can get it, we get it. No, no, I, and I get that. They, they, the, the announced attendance was amazing. Although it does seem like half of that crowd didn't show up until the second half. When you look at the how empty some of those seats were for the first maybe twenty to forty minutes of the match, uh, Alan, your thoughts on the the shoddy camera work? Uh, maybe it's just me being wanting to be more of a perfectionist and expecting a little bit more. But uh, I again, I feel spot on when I say their camera quality, the like following the ball and and whatnot, and the shakiness is it looked almost as good as what we pulled off uh, last preseason. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there was like a, there was one call that was called offside. They're like, we'd like to see the replay. It was like, there won't be a replay because there wasn't a camera facing it. Uh, and, and things like that really kind of detract from the ability to like understand and comprehend what's going on in the game and, and follow it in any, in any sort of way. Um, maybe there were bees and that was the problem. He was like distracted by bees and he was, um, Everyone has off games, I would say, and you know you're not working with the like perf the highest paid 
uh, camera crews or the most experienced camera crews. So I would say just like the officiating and just like the play on the pitch, sometimes it's inconsistent. Um, and I think when you're following lower league soccer, there are crazier things um, than what happened this weekend. Uh, we were talking on the USL show. Um, there's like a list of 10 like things in Scottish league, like a player being announced at McDonald's. Like there's wacky stuff. Fuego did their kit reveal at, at um, what's that place that I told them to not talk about uh, Dave and Buster's. So it's like, it, it is part of the league. It is professional in a sense that, Hey, you're on ESPN plus, which is great. Uh, you have a cadre of announcers that are, are good. Uh, and then you have some that are, not going to be as good because if everyone was amazing, they'd be calling games for MLS or Liga MX in English or, you know, La Liga, you know what I mean? Like you're, and then as an orange County, well, Alan's, podcast... trying to, Alan's trying to like <laughs> make excuses for what's going on here and no, try to uh, as a... sound nice. He's not like as me an... where I'm just going to bash it. No, and, and as an orange County podcast, like calling out empty seats, I think we need to like, I think league wide, I think that's a something that like Phoenix didn't really have a full stadium. Uh, they have 13,000 seats. So unless they have 13,000 people showing up, it's going to look pretty empty. Uh, and I think Orange County supporters know that there are some games where there is, you know, four or 5,000 people there. But then you look at the seats, they're empty because the people who are there are like, drinking beers and going to get food and staying in line for um, what are those things called? Um, the things that Andy likes. Ciders? Ciders, because I don't want to leave him out. So, you know, there's... I think unless you're selling out, selling out, every every stadium is going to look empty in, at the right angle at the right time. No, that totally makes sense. And yeah, uh, way to call me out on that. And yeah, it's probably... Uh, a bad decision for me to make fun of empty seats when we've seen in the past, uh, and we probably will see uh, this coming Tuesday, a lot of empty seats uh, when it comes to an orange County match. Uh, let's talk about the actual uh, action on the pitch that we were able to see when the camera was actually showing it. Uh, orange County travels to New Mexico. Uh, that's a tough matchup. So we're looking at orange County schedule and their first two road games are in high altitude situations. The first one in Colorado Springs, and now they're in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, playing, I guess, in what's called the lab or, you know, better known also as isotopes park, uh, when it's a baseball field, apparently, uh, but also playing against a former teammate in Chris Weehan, uh, a very, uh, solid team, a team that came in, uh, winning their first two matches of the match. And, uh, at one point looked scary at orange County went down one nil and it took another late, uh, bit of, uh, you know, heroism, heroism, her, her, whatever it's called, um, from Milan Alaski uh, and a beautiful, uh, set piece from orange County, uh, to at least equalize and, and walk away or leave New Mexico with one point instead of dropping all three points. Um, probably a pretty, uneventful first half would you say dylan or was the first half actually pretty good in your eyes um i want to say uneventful of like it's to me it's still obvious it's the very beginning of the season and teams aren't like super comfortable and you can even see it in like the first half highlights of everyone's trying to get an extra touch everyone's trying to open themselves up a little bit more and find their little spot in the field in relation to their teammates, as opposed to just like putting their foot through it or, or going directly to goal. Um, and both teams struggled with that, which I thought was kind of surprising. Felt like I would see it more from Orange County because I feel like our roster still isn't finalized and we're away. Instead, we see it from both sides uh, and a Mexico side that had a good amount of returners and a pretty solid core that's, I now realize I'm just describing Orange County again. So at this point, <laughs> I felt flat on his face. I, I don't want to bash everyone either because there were actually some pretty good saves from the goalkeepers in that first half. We saw Rakowski with a really good one-handed save on a blast um, from who was it? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it? Uh, I don't know. I forget who it was. It's that one right there that our, our producer is putting on the screen. Um, but uh and Nico Brett. You know, so 
you can't say that there weren't some good shots on goal. There were some good saves from a couple of goalkeepers on this. Um, Alan, your thoughts on that first half of action between New Mexico and Orange County? Yeah, I was a little bit worried at the beginning of the match. It seemed like New Mexico was the um, the better of the two teams uh, for a lot of the first half, um, or the first half of the first half, if that makes sense. Uh, but then I was I was uh, actually quite pleased with Orange County, the way they closed the half. I thought they took momentum back, uh, which is tough to do on the road, right? The home team starts out pretty successfully. Sometimes it's really tough to pull momentum back in your favor. Uh, and I thought that they played uh, decently well in the second half or in the second half of the first half. So the second quarter, if you will, um, I-, I thought there was a lot of positivity Um you know, this we talked last week about hey, you can't just shoot two shots from outside the box in one half and expect to do well. Uh, they did six of seven were from outside the box, but I thought um, they had a little bit more possession. Uh, they were a little bit less timid going forward. Seven total shots in the first half. So it was better. Uh, it was a better way to close the first half. Uh, and they closed really strong, which. Um, oh, that's through the boards. Um, and Ray's muted, so I have no idea what he's joking about. Um, so he, yeah, still muted. Um, I know, buddy, I know. <laughs> I, I thought they closed the half pretty well, which which leads you to feel good about going into the second half at least um, with some momentum. So um, just want to clarify the person I was saying that made that, 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 that got that blast on goal and Rakowski made an amazing save. That was Nico Brett. Um, let's uh, do this really quick. Cause I think our producer really wanted us to get into this uh, sort of, I don't know if we call it dirty play or dirty, you know, whatever from Chris Rehan uh, shoving one of the orange County defenders into the boards. Uh, Alan sort of referenced it when he was watching it over and over during his, a discussion there. I'm going to go to you, Brad. First, let's talk about this uh, from Chris Weehan, and then you can discuss what you saw in the first half. I know this took place in the second half, but let's just get it because it, it, it was shown on the screen. If Brad's internet works. No, my internet works. And um, I really uh, thought that there was uh, nothing. It's a shove. It's a game. Whatever. Honestly. Yeah, I'm not like gonna read into it. So basically, you're saying get over it, Andy. It wasn't. My it wasn't anything really other good, than it? just uh, part of the game there. Yeah. Um, let's uh, pretty much. Let's then talk. Let, let's move into the second half of action because that's where at least you see some goals from both teams. Um, New Mexico is the first one to jump in and uh, get a goal, and then again a late equalizer from Milan Alaski. Uh, how beautiful was that set piece from Orange County uh, from the corner, getting it to the back post and then heading it towards goal and Milan just sort of tapping it in with his head. Do you consider that uh, more on the skill side or more on the luck side of how the, where the ball got to Milan Olaski and gets into the back of net Dylan? I don't think it's either of those. I mean, that is how the, the play is drawn up in training and that's what they're supposed to do. It's the same we have kind of like the same thing um, in 2019 when we first played them and had a very late equalizer. It was the same cross to the back post, knockdown header across the face of goal because it's you have a much higher chance of reaching the far post than the near post, especially if you're not going directly to goal. And just cause some chaos. It doesn't have to find Milan Olaski. It just has to find a way into the back of the net, whether that's a defender's foot, Milan Olaski's fate. Like, who cares? Um Maybe the best part about that is him directing the orchestra there. Maybe it's the band. I mean, a real Alan Underwood there. He, he, he <laughs> I was going to ask Alan about that, Dylan. You, 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 you took it. Took the question. I was asking his expertise of how well Milan Alaski uh, directed the orchestra there. Of I don't know what's the supporter group, group there in New Mexico. The uh, curse. The curse. So let's go to Alan. What? What? How do you rate Milan Alaski's? Uh, conductorism of the curse. Conductorism? Um, That's a verb. Conductorism? That's a uh, verb. You got to start using that word from now on. Uh, in as your a classes, con- teach as your a students con- about uh, conductorism. 
Can, can we bring up the, the the video again so I can break this down? Um, <laughs> while he while we try to work on that, uh, I I don't think Chris Weehan shoved him. I think Chris Weehan lost his contact and he was kind of pointing out where it was, and the guy got in the way and he went over to help him look for his contact. I think is what that was. So that's that's just the Orange County player being like nice and respectful, um, trying to help Chris Weehan, a former former Orange County uh, alum, uh, out. He clearly was having some vision issues, so he was like, "I'll go, I'll go and get it." Um, Is this the way you can? You're supposed to conduct uh, when you're conducting. Show us this, the proper way, Alan. This this is not this is not great. Um, but like, I I can appreciate that at least like he knows that that's something that one does to uh, help people keep time. Um, yeah, not great. Um, really the ictus should be a little bit lower and it should be sharper so i can see the direction and change uh so you can see the tempo he was pretty up high which leads to kind of tense shoulders and kind of maybe narrower and less uh airflow for the uh ensemble that he's conducting thus uh diminishing the sound quality of said group so maybe he's trying to sabotage the curse so if that's what he's doing great job if uh that is his actually conducting technique um I can. He he needs conducting one hundred and one. Yeah, we'll give him some lessons for next time. We'll, we'll we'll bring him on the show, and when we get him on the show, Alan, make sure we remember we need to give him some conducting lessons. So the next time he pulls that off, he knows what he's doing. Let me ask you, Brad, because if you watch those highlights after he scores the goal, he starts running towards the uh, far sideline, and then he just sort of does a a one eighty and turns back towards the supporter group. So obviously, there was probably this thought in his head: Hey, oh yeah, the supporter group's that way. Let me turn around and. Um, heckle them a little bit and he does that whole conductor thing what are your thoughts on that celebration and uh, is this an early candidate for celebration of the year uh, when we get to our awards at the end of the season it and obviously once we ask the question the the internet pauses a little bit there yep 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 can you hear me yes am i here all right um it is it is a candidate for celebration of the year it won't win celebration of the year i guarantee you we will have at least three more good ones uh that are better um as for the goal itself i i feel like uh we've had what four goals on the season only one of them coming from open play the other ones coming from set pieces i believe if i am correct on that one um which is really interesting uh kind of kind of the expertise for orange county right now and It'll be interesting to see if we can continue being kind of the set piece master team that we've been so far this season. Before we continue, can I just point out that I might be clairvoyant because I asked if um, New Mexico had kind of ridded themselves of this Troy Lesesne throwing away victories late on in matches, and look what they did. They threw it away. That's in their blood, baby. Like the meth. That's in their blood. I'm just kidding. Chili's. I get it. It was just a TV show. No, no, that that's you've got to remember, Alan. That that's in uh, Swope Park is where that meth is. We learned that a few years back uh, on the show. That Swope Park is the home where where the meth is. Um, I forget who it was that we had on the show that educated us on that wonderfulness, but uh, that's what we did as learn. It was someone from the up. SB Nation uh, portion of Kansas City sporting um, knowledge. Uh, so we're not, we're not trying to call out New Mexico. It's, it's the green, the hatch chili is, is what Dylan really meant to say there. Um, let's, uh, talk about this. So are we pleased with a one, one draw in New Mexico based on everything we saw in there? Or are we disappointed that we didn't, weren't able to pull off the victory? Uh, I'll go to you first, Alan, since Dylan has already spoken recently. Oh, I would say, um, I think, uh, the way the team played, I think you're all right with a draw. I don't think it's an unfair result um, from the way the team played. Like that could have easily gone either way. I think. I think Orange County could have just as easily won two to one as lost two to one. The way the teams played, uh, which in New Mexico you're probably pretty happy with, right? You alluded to New Mexico's off to a hot start, um, and to get a draw on the road is kind of right. We say win at home, draw on the road, uh, get you into the playoffs. So, um, and there was some improvements from last week, right? Like based on the performances, this was a better performance than last week. Um, 
and you walk out of there with a point, I think you have to be relatively happy to see improvement and also uh, draw on the road because you're going to get a chance to play New Mexico at home and, and hopefully be in a little bit better um, cohesive form um, and and take the three points from when you see them again. Uh, so let me go to you, uh, Brad, because our listener listening or watching live, Russell, um, with a comment, Cubo out and Ugo in earlier. Uh, Brad, do you agree with that expertise there of maybe uh, Ugo needs to be in the either the starting lineup or at least coming into the match a little bit earlier to provide that Ugo uh, energy or expertise that he has shown early on in the season? I mean, uh this uh, New Mexico game was the first time that uh, I really saw flashes of what Cubo can be on this team. He had a couple of really nice shots that challenged the keeper. Um, definitely improvement from him on that regard. And it, if he plays like that, it won't be long till he finds a goal himself. Um, but Akoli did come in in the 66th minute of that game. And he did get a good half hour of play in that game. I think there was five minutes of stoppage. So, and uh, Cubo stayed on the pitch the whole game. So I don't know if, uh, if you know, asking Cubo out quicker there is really what we should be saying. Um, but definitely a Coley needs to be in these games uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, but I think when we were talking about the super sub usage, uh, how he got used in this past game is, uh, I think, where the team wants to be using him in the future. And let's just say this. I mean, it, it we're used to this with the Orange County fans that it takes, uh, you know, about five to 10 games for our offense to sort of kick into to high gear there. So who knows uh, with with Kubo, it, it could just be that he needs to figure out how he fits into this uh, game plan that Richard Chaplow is bringing out and just sort of has to get back into some game shape because he didn't play much um, over the, you know, at least the recent time period, right? So he needs to figure out where he fits in with this roster and let's give it a little bit of time to figure it out. Um, I have more faith in Kubo than I had in the Eero Markinen, um last season. I think Kubo actually can figure out a way to um, be successful on this Orange County squad. Nothing against Eero Markinen. I just think um, he just didn't quite fit in with what he was being asked. I think Eero was put in a bad situation because he was being asked to come in maybe as more of that sub that comes in to be a target man instead of getting high minutes early on in the season. Um, so nothing against Eero, but I, I think Kubo has a better opportunity. Let me ask you really quick to Dylan, and then we'll move on. Um, if you look at before the season starts, Orange County with four points after three matches, um, a win at home, a point on the road in New Mexico, a loss in Colorado Springs. Would you have been happy with that after three matches? I know that, that that's a really small sample size, but would, are you happy with that preseason? And are you happy with that at this point uh, where we are now? Yes. Because we played Colorado Springs on the road, actually, I should just say because we played Colorado Springs, they're they're incredibly good. Um, New Mexico on the road, do you take a draw there? Yeah, yeah. RGB. Yeah, I, think, I think these are all fair. Fair. We don't have a full roster yet, and even if we did, you know what? It's the first three games of the season. Orange County never starts off hot. Let's see what September brings, um, which is probably something I'm going to say a lot. But yeah, I'm. I'm not thrilled. I would have preferred to have nine points in this moment, but for I think anyone so would have terrible. preferred to have nine points in yeah. this moment. I mean, that that's not rocket science there, Dylan. Well, you know, I'm just saying I will accept it, but it could, it could be better and it could, could be much worse. So let's, let's go ahead and move on. There will be another league match. Uh, look, uh, this weekend, Orange County um, doesn't, or actually this past, I'm way off. Never mind. I'm going to shut up. Um, I'm confused. I'm really confused. This weekend, Orange County doesn't have a match. They get a break this weekend. There we Correct. go. See, my mind figure, figured it out while I was talking. Um, and they will have a league match the following weekend against San Antonio. I believe that's the ninth is when that is uh, on the calendar. Uh, so we're taking a break from league and we're going to U.S. Open Cup, which, you know, Dylan referenced that Orange County doesn't typically get off to great starts in in the season in the league. Well, they also tend to not do too well in some of these early matches in the League Cup. Um, so they will be uh, hosting uh, LA Force. Um, so I, I believe this is sort of a, what is it, a sister or a cousin club to Golden State Force FC that Orange County played a few seasons back and um, didn't look too good in that match. 
Um, anyone here feel like they can uh, expertly uh, preview this match against LA Force? Has anyone watched LA Force recently to know what what to expect? Um, Alan, I'll go to you first, just in case you have thoughts, and then we'll go to Dylan because Dylan was raising his two fingers. I I actually thought this was uh, a team called Le La Force. Uh, which is translated to the forced. Um, maybe they were like all people who were made to play soccer as children. Um, so I was confused why we would be playing them in the Open Cup. Uh, but I'm mistaken. It's Los Angeles Force, and it is in English. Uh, so let's go over to Dylan, who might have something uh, more logical and soccer-focused to, to say. Dylan knows a little bit more about LA Force, I think, because of his uh, you know time doing some work with uh cal united uh is this in fact the la force is in fact like a sister or cousin club of golden state force fc correct dylan i forget if it's like sister or like spiritual successor or exactly how that one pans or like out or cousin or whatever it would be yeah they, they probably can't legally get married um this one is a they could cause problems for orange county um, they're not great in Nisa, but they find a way to get results. Um, it's kind of like this Orange County alumni team. You've got Edson Alvarado. You've got Juan Pablo Osegueda. Um, you've got, who else? Uh, Chandler Hoffman was there. If he's if he's fit, I'm unsure of where we were there yet. Um, I'm trying to think of some other people that are noticeable. Uh, Sean Reynolds, who was in... Um, St. Louis, and of course, yes, Chad. Dylan's favorite. Uh, Dylan's favorite. My favorite Orange County player in history, none other than Mr. Harry Forrester. Um, they can cause problems. They're not going to blow the lights off. They're not going to play us off the field. But if they stick to their, their game plan, they're going to be direct and frustrating and incredibly annoying, like most uh, Nisa games. And that could really cause problems for Orange County. Um, I I want to be optimistic and say we can see them off, but I also recognize that this is Orange County in the Open Cup, and Logan Paz is not our head coach. So this is probably a one and done. We might go to penalties. Uh, who cares? We have a tradition to live up to, so let's just prep for San Antonio instead. Now, let me just jump in really quick, and, and I hopefully I don't get in trouble for, for sharing this information, but I've, you know... Our contacts at the club have said uh, that owner James Keston has made this actually a priority for the team this season, that he wants to see a run from Orange County. He wants to see them be able to face and pot- potentially host an MLS team at Championship Soccer Stadium. So maybe there's a little bit of a fire under the coaching staff and the players uh, to have a successful match against LA Force, which I, I think as fans, we'll, we'll all love to see. I mean, I, I think th- there's not a fan uh, that's our follower that supports Orange County SC that would say that I don't want to face an MLS team at home potentially, or even, Hey, on the road, maybe, you know, face LAFC or LA galaxy on the road. Um, do you think with that from, you know, that, that fire from the owner, uh, of wanting to see a run, a successful run from Orange County, at least getting out of the first round, uh, does that set the, the team up for success or do you, think the players will still be like, eh, it's the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, it's not a big deal. Alan, I'll go to you on that question. Oh, I mean, this is a tough one because if it was like the continuing from year after year, it might feel a little bit like more of a big deal. Uh, I would hope they take it seriously because I think uh, Orange County has success in knockout style playoff structures. Uh, and they have a style of play that can be very successful uh, if they can make it two rounds where they play some MLS squads. Um, and they have some experience at that level. Uh, but like with Dylan said, like this is going to be a tough game. So maybe hopefully it's not a, this is harder than we thought it was going to be. So, Hey, forget about it. We let's just, uh, let's just kick the ball around a little bit. Uh, not outdo ourselves and then be ready for our, our next match against San Antonio. But I mean, professionals are professionals for a reason, right? They're going to have some pride in it. So I think they're probably going to take it as serious as they uh, can. I mean, again, Chandler Hoffman is a name in the USL, right? 16 goals for Lou city in 2016. 
you know, 17 goals in 2017, 12 in 2018, like for real monarchs, like he's, he, he's a, he's a player. So this is going to be also be a really good test for maybe some, some of the kids who don't get a lot of playing time. This might be an, also a good, a good chance to see what they'd be like against, you know, some decently proven USL talent. And, you know, it, it is a Tuesday evening match at Championship Soccer Stadium, so I know it's difficult for a lot of people to make it out there. Um, and it, it isn't a league match, which sometimes uh, for the higher uh, sort of ranked squad is, is less appealing. I'm sure there will be some LA Force fans at Championship Soccer Stadium uh, for that match. Um, I, I think the ties with some of these former OCSC players make it very intriguing uh, what do you think, Brad, if you were local to the area, are you someone that's going to be buying a ticket this match and going to championship soccer stadium on Tuesday evening? Or is this sort of i uh, I'll just sit at home, drink a beer and be warm and watch it on uh, ESPN plus. I'm the wrong person to ask being a soccer nerd. I'm going to any game I can go to. Um, as for, I mean, I know we're not making official predictions on this game, but, uh, as far as I know, the team, uh, LA Force, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out 3-0, Orange County and uh, say that that's all the analysis you're going to get from me on this game. So remind me after our episode ends, Brad, to find out when you're going to be back down because you said you'll go to any soccer match. So I'll make sure you come out to, to my kids' uh, soccer matches while you're in town because you'll go to any match and every match yeah. that you can. Uh, Dylan, do you have a prediction for this match? As Russell listening live on uh, YouTube says that Orange County is going to win 3-1. I know, Dylan, you're not as optimistic as many people because Orange County hasn't uh, proven to be successful in this. Are you going to be optimistic in this match? Um, I don't want to say that I'm optimistic. I think it's very funny. I would love for us to win the Open Cup, but I think it's hilarious that we lose to lower division teams every every go. Um, Last time in this, what, we lost to... Orange County FC, right? The last time we participated in this tournament. I honestly couldn't tell you. It's been three years. Um, right? My math's right? That I don't know. Someone else told me. 2019? I don't remember if that Just was... Just be confident, Dylan, and it'll sound right. That would have been... No, that would have been Golden State. Right? That's right. Whatever. Point is, 2-2. Two, two, uh, going to Penn's. And um, we, I don't know. Let's flip a coin later on, and I'll let you know uh, who wins on. Do you get laser pointers? Sorry, who advances <laughs> on pens? And yeah, bring your laser pointers, everyone. Oh, Again, don't, don't actually do that. do that. Don't use them. Yes, don't. It's do just that. not serious. <laughs> I'm trying to recall off the top of my head. I'm not looking up on the internet, but I believe the last time Orange County participated um, in this tournament, they lost to Orange County FC in penalties. Uh, Aaron Cervantes was in goal for Orange County uh, and the penalties were shot on the fan zone side of the stadium. So there was a bunch of Orange County FC fans hanging out over there trying to distract um, the shooters as they were uh, taking the shot. Because obviously, as most people know, uh, typically the supporters group for the away team is closer to that side of the stadium than the uh, Caroline Coalition um, supporters group for Orange County. Um, So we got predictions from Brad, from Dylan. Alan, do you have a prediction for this match? Uh, 1-1 Orange County events on pens. And um, just out of curiosity, who's San Diego facing um, for their Open Cup match? Uh, Albion Soccer Club. Um, yeah. So, so we'll there, see. There That's you on go. Wednesday. Not this yes. Wednesday, next Wednesday. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it'll be a little bit easier for Orange County this go-round, and I'm going to go with a 2-0 victory for Orange County uh, in that first round and moving on. Um, in the U.S. Open Cup, uh, let's do this. And 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 I'm predicting maybe uh, Albion SC beat San Diego, and then that's who Orange County faces in the second round, or in the, not second round, but the next round. Sorry. Um, let's do this. We don't have much to talk about. I, I think with the San Diego match because we don't really we didn't bring in a guest to talk about or San Diego San Antonio match. We didn't bring on a guest to speak about San Antonio. Um, sorry, Harry, for not inviting you onto this episode. I we just didn't I didn't think about it that our US Open Cup match will take place when we would normally do the podcast. So we probably will not have an episode next week unless uh we decide to do some sort of special little quick episode. So let's talk about San Antonio um against Orange County. Um 
yeah, let's let's talk about this. What are your thoughts, gentlemen, um, on this? Uh, I believe San Antonio is doing pretty good, right? I mean, they're they're a tough tough opponent. Luckily, it's at home, and the last time San Antonio was in Orange County, they were um, hunched over because they were exhausted in extra time. Um, do you think that is going to play in the minds of the San Antonio squad, or is that going to be motivation to come in and take out Orange County? Brad, you have your finger up. Yeah, um, well, just just like uh, Orange County has played some difficult opponents this year in uh, in uh, Colorado Springs and New Mexico, uh, San Antonio's kind of had the easier end of the schedule so far this year. Um, all th- three of their games have been wins. You could say maybe DCFC was a, a tougher challenge than people anticipated, but their other two games came against uh, LA Galaxy 2 and uh, the Toros, uh, both teams that sit below Orange County in the standings, and both of those games uh, were 2-1 to one victories for uh, San Antonio. So even though this team is 3-0 and right now, I have them a little bit lower than some of the other opponents that we've played so far this year. And... Um, don't get me wrong, San Antonio is still a very good team. Uh, I just see it as, and sorry, Harry, I am totally bashing on your team. And uh, my good friend Kevin Bass, who was the former uh, Reno 1868 media guy, who's don't there apologize, Brad. Now. Do not apologize. But um, but you have to like being at home in against uh, this San Antonio team. Uh, definitely good opportunity to make a statement win for the season so far and kind of prove Orange County's here to seriously defend. I just feel like you have to score your first goal earlier than 79 minutes into a match because um, all of our goals this year have come 79 minutes or later in a match so far. So um, let me just say really quick, uh, unlike Orange County, San Antonio does play a match this weekend. Uh, and in typical seasons, we could say it's sort of going to be uh, you know, yeah, San Antonio's played some easier opponents. Uh, they play Phoenix this weekend. Typically, you could say, okay, this is where they're, we're really going to see what San Antonio has. But Phoenix hasn't uh, gotten off to a great start either. Right, Alan? No, they have not. Uh, they have um, they opened out pretty strong, although giving up two goals to uh, Monterey Bay uh, didn't inspire too much. Uh, and then they lose to Vegas in Las Vegas 2-1. to one. And then probably uh, not as shocking, but still pretty shocking. Uh, they lose at home to San Diego, uh, ending their winning streak. Uh, a home win, home undefeated streak. Sorry, I need to clarify. Um, and losing two games in a row since the first time, I think 2017 or something crazy like that. Um, I picked San Antonio to win that match this weekend over Phoenix. Um, but, but... I would say that San Antonio is probably one of the most least convincing uh, strong starts from the season since Everton uh, in the Premier League recently. Um, boom. Uh, yeah, it's three wins, but it's three close wins against teams that you expect them to perform better uh, than. Uh, but San Antonio still has uh, some talent. They're still a team that can win. Um but yeah, maybe not as convincing as like uh, Colorado Springs, um, who um, just whooped up Birmingham Legion this past weekend on the road. Um, so yeah, I, I, I it'll, it'll be a test for Orange County, but it's one that um, I think they can be successful in. I could see a win um, coming from for San Diego, or sorry, for Orange County. Sorry, oof. I see a win coming from San Diego, too, because they play El Paso, and they've been terrible. Um, but uh, San Antonio is a tough team. They have talent. Uh, they have enough to get by, it seems like. Uh, maybe a little bit lucky at times, uh, but still a tough squad. I'll go to you, Dylan. Uh, your thoughts uh, on what San Antonio and Orange County will look like, and then we'll get into some predictions for this match for our official prediction game. Yeah, they might, they might build a lot of confidence as – they play probably directly through Phoenix. Phoenix has been so leaky. They cannot defend right now. Um, so they might be on a little bit of a hot streak and then they get to play defeaters kicks, which is maybe the funniest name in uh, the U S game at the moment. And 
I, I oh man, I part a really big part of me wants them to lose that match because I want this hilariously named team to go as far as possible. It's it's actually a British team, and they're, they're the Death Eaters, like the guys who from Harry Potter. Can can this one leave the show? Down, down here? Yeah. Underwood um, out. Yeah, Underwood out. And ultimately, I think Marcina will sit his team down and say, "Hey, it could have been us last year in the final, and we could have beaten Tampa three one too." They're going to be hungry. And it's going to be oh, up yeah. to Orange County to outlast them. And this time, there's no penalties. This might be a game where Orange County hopes to draw. Um, and hopefully it's it's nil-nil. But, yeah, if we're waiting 70 minutes to score a goal, we're probably not going to get three points from this one. We have a lot more and somehow less to lose in this situation. There's yeah, no real bragging rights, man. Very interesting uh, opponent for San Antonio there. Interesting name from the opponent. I actually went to go look up and make sure it wasn't like some abbreviation of another name. But that is legitly the name. Uh, D apostrophe feeders kicks soccer club um, or DKSC if you just want to go with uh, the acronym there. Um, so very interesting that. Uh, let's go to our predictions. I'll go to Brad first. Your predictions. Orange County is the first score we say. Brad, go. Uh-huh. And By the way, listeners, throw in your predictions too if you want to be uh, – get your scores up for the uh, competition as well. And yeah, then we'll, I, we'll, we'll see you. Well, really quick, before you do it, before you do it, Brad, let's look at our standings. Let's bring up our standings for the predictions. I think Dylan had an amazing uh, weekend this past weekend with a cor- correct prediction of one, one uh, in this match. So he is now the expert. Um, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm still at least not in last. Sorry, Alan, but I think last season I was not in last for most of the season. And then towards the end, I, um, went with my uh, famous five nil predictions, just hoping to turn Orange County into a champion, which obviously it worked. Um, let's, you know, I, I said Brad first, but let's go to who was in last place first, and that's Alan. Uh, thanks. Um, my picks have been going really well recently uh, between this and the USL show, which I believe I got like one point last week out of a possible 13. Um, it was a rough week. Uh, let's do our, I said they would, could probably win. They're winning probably a two, one on a, another late set piece goal. So two, one orange County. Yes. Perfect. Let's go me next. Since I'm, uh, in, in next from the bottom of the table, I'm going to go four two orange County. Uh, Brad, your prediction. Um, I'm gonna go uh, three to one Orange County, and then Dylan, who is the most recent expert when it comes to uh, predicting scores. What is your prediction? So that way, anyone listening to this can go to Vegas and put down uh, some money. Told you guys, I was Dylan's expertise. One banana to one banana. There we go. That's what is Dylan's that in us? Uh, That's sort of Dylan's go-to prediction goals. now. Is one one. Three weeks in a row, he's predicted 1-1. One, one. That's three weeks in a row, yeah. Welcome to the new Orange County. Um, so there's that prediction there. Um, again, if anyone has any predictions for that match, throw them on the chats or tweet them out to us uh, prior to the match. Uh, luckily for you, you have a little bit of time. We had to officially do our predictions today uh, with a whole like 10 days or whatever, 11 days before the match. So you might have a better chance of predicting because – there might be some roster uh, changes between now and then, either injuries or who knows what happens. Um, let's do this. Random soccer thoughts from anyone. Um, if anyone wants to share a random soccer thought, go for it. Uh, League One is starting, and uh, that's starting this weekend. And you can catch uh, former Orange County player uh, Nathan Smith playing for Fuego FC uh, this weekend. Uh Apparently they're going to be we, pretty good. Dylan, how, how would we say that if this was a French league? No, this isn't a French league. There's not really French people in the valley. Um, it would still be up. called. It would still be called Fuego because it's a proper name. No, I'm talking about the league. I'm talking about the league. Still Hopefully League One, League yeah. One, because it's a proper noun. Yep. It's... All right. All right. 
Why don't you get Phil Backey in here and he can he can throw it down? That man knows how to say Ligon. See, Ligon. I got Dylan to say it. That's what I was trying to do. Him and Mika on hardcore footing. I got him to do it. So thank you, Dylan. Continue, <laughs> Alan. So uh, some exciting new teams, and you know Orange County fans should pay attention to League One because uh, you might see the next Ronaldo Damas playing this year, who might sign with Orange County next year. So see your future. Uh, either future rivals and or future stars uh, in League One this weekend. Including USL champ, or not USL, uh, Champions League superstar Kaziah Sterling uh, playing in League One, right? A- according to what social medias had to say uh, a month or two back. Um, Dylan, Brad, do you all have any soccer stuff you want to talk about? Oh, Dylan's shaking his head. Yes. What you got, Dylan? Isn't it nodding your head? Because shaking your head would mean no. Same thing. Oh, your 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 head is moving. Dylan's head is moving, folks. If you're not watching live, yes, it was nodding up and down. Um, we have made it all of two, three match days into a USL season, and we already have a player getting racially abused. So, good job, guys. Um, this was a uh, this was Hugh Roberts, I believe, of Monterey Bay. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know what to say, but this stuff happens by nature of bad people being present. I mean, that's what happens in the groups is not everyone's going to be a decent person. So when you hear someone saying bad stuff in the stadium, you should probably call them out and say, hey, that's not what this club, that's not what this group, that's not what we believe in. Um, Unless, of course, you do um, condone that kind of behavior, in which case that's cool. And then um, hopefully hopefully we can go past the social media abuse side of things. And this person will realize, well, if I can't say it in the stadium, probably shouldn't say it online either. And uh, maybe this is the only time it's my hope that this is the only time that we have to deal with it this year. And um, the optimistic part of me wants to say, this is the last time we have to have to deal with this because uh, he had an incredible final little into that game from getting, whacked in the face and having a bunch of gauze shoved up his nose to uh, scoring a 90th minute winner for his team's first win. So um, remember that while they are players on the field for 90 minutes a week, they are also human beings with lives. So, you know, be a decent person. I guess I have to come up with a new random thought now. <laughs> I, go. I got Brad. two soccers for you. Uh, the first one, I'm going to piggyback on what Dylan said. And uh, not just players are getting treated wrong. Uh, Alan can go into more detail if he really chooses to. But uh, fans down in San Diego are also getting uh, some interesting treatment from across the league for uh, players on San Diego's team and people lumping the fans into players' opinions. and. Uh, and stories there so you know come on guys be better we're a small soccer community out there uh as for actual soccer stuff uh we ended the month of march in the east versus west uh matchups uh three to three so far um the east has won three out of six and the west has won three out of six so right now still neck and neck in the uh, east versus west uh sweet stakes super stakes i don't know what to call it Something. Cross so basically, the Western Conference is uh, a little off to a little bit of a slow start there. Um, let's do this. Random thoughts for the episode, and we'll go to Brad first for random thought. Um, laser pointers are fun toys, and uh, the World Cup qualifiers are coming to an end, and it's been very fun. Also, I'll go Poland. Just know, Brad, don't point those laser pointers up towards aircraft uh, if you ever are playing with one Dylan, your random thought. Uh, there's no laws in Nevada, Ray. He'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I don't that think I true. really, I don't think I really have a random, wasted thought. A random thought on your previous soccer thought. Well, I mean, being it a good person wasted. is always a good random thought to have, but I don't know. I'm, I'm fresh out this week. I'm sorry, everyone. Alan, you know, amazing. I don't think Dylan's recommended a book since the season started, which is pretty darn. Uh, I've been unique. in some heavy stuff. Uh, if you guys would like, I can give you some. Alan, your random thought. 
Uh, there's this great thing. It's also Sprock Zarustra. It's a uh, print. No, uh, just kidding. Um, that was not my reading recommendation. Uh, Atlanta on FX is back. If you have not watched Atlanta, it is the brainchild of Donner, Donald Glover, uh, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, uh, a.k.a. Um, Troy from Community. Um, if you haven't seen it, go back to the beginning and watch it. It's like two of the greatest seasons of TV show ever. I will um, do that, Alan. I will do that. It's it's great. It's unpredictable. Uh, it's great storytelling. It started up uh, last week. Watched the first episode tonight, and it is good as always. Uh, great storytelling. Um, and yeah, just wait till you get to the YooHoo commercial. I think it's in season two, uh, making fun of Chance the Rapper. Uh, it is great and has always been stuck in my head. So it's on FX. It is also on Hulu if you have Hulu. Uh, my random thought is I have officially begun my path to replace Oliver as GM at Orange County. Um, we had soccer tryouts for our select clubs or select teams through Laguna Niguel Youth Soccer Association the past two weekends. So I had to scout some players to see if any of them are potentially capable of joining us uh, in the fall. I actually... Uh, you know, sort of starred three to four players. Uh, we, there's two teams at the same age group. So me and the other coach had to sort of uh, negotiate on how we're going to split things up. We both wanted, there's this one player that's like the sure shot player that we both wanted, but this player is also trying out for some club teams. So I'm under the assumption he probably will choose club, um, but I was able to negotiate and say, Hey, I'll let you have that player. If you let me look at these other three players in some closed session or have them, Try, uh, trial with us at practices and um, anyone that I don't pick, I'll send back your way if you want to check them out. So uh, I'm looking at potentially getting some more sure roster spots filled instead of going for the, uh, the swing and the miss with someone who more than likely is going to go to um, a higher level team. Dylan hand raised. Yeah. Have you thought about um, signing uh, Robbie Kiernan? He is, uh, I believe unattached at the moment. You might be able to make a handsome little fee there. Unfortunately, this is uh, U11 or U12. I can't remember the way they do it. I I go back by birth here. 2011 age group. I think Robbie's a little bit too old for that, and there's nothing in the rules that allow for one or two players that are exceptions from the rules. So um, unfortunately, I can't unless we have a time machine and we we send him back in time and we get uh, a 10- or 11-year-old Robbie Kiernan to be able to play for us. Brad? Four fingers up, Brad. What what you got? Four fingers up, but he's muted. So it, it makes perfect uh, sense. Have you thought of signing the good kid and then trying to get a sell-on fee from the clubs? <laughs> um, That would have been a good idea, but yeah, we don't have sell-on fees right now. I would love to do that. Um, but hey, it was all part of the negotiations. I I, I made it known that I want this kid too. And so I waited for the other coach to come back. Hopefully he's not listening because now he's going to know my tricks. But uh, I waited for him to come back and say, hey, I want this kid. You can have, you know, one of the other two kids that I wanted, um, you know, whatever. So we'll see how it goes. Who knows? Um, we're going to have these kids come out and practice with us for a few games. I, I hate doing this part of it. That's why I've always coached rec where it's just, you know, let me just bring my team in and we'll coach. But now I'm, I'm learning some, some of the politics and some of the, uh, the negotiations and the uh, stuff you have to do when you're actually trying to build a team and having people try out for the team. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I found out that more than likely for the spring, we're playing in flight two, and this is a team that last fall played rec soccer. So um, flight two club is going to be very difficult. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Dylan looked like he was going to say something, but then stopped. No. Um, well, let's do this. Let's wrap things up. I want to thank everyone for listening to this amazing episode of the podcast. Um, I believe probably no episode next week, unless, you know, you guys decide I won't be available next week, but if the three of you decide you want to do something next week on an alternate day, go for it. Um, enjoy the LA force match, uh, next Tuesday. For those of you that are listeners that typically tune in for this show. Um, any other thoughts? Thing that I'm missing, gentlemen. No. Be a good person. Have a good week. Be a good person. Have a good week. Oh. 
Hey guys. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Underwood out. No, I, th- I think uh, our producer wanted Black. Alan to wrap up our show. Maybe this he wanted been... Alan to do some BGN reads. This has been the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And we're Alan out? doesn't remember his BGN reads. I do. They're like tired of the same old cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to this episode. We will see you in two weeks, unless these guys do a special episode for Brad, for Dylan, for Alan, and for our producer Andy. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh, got it.